It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show for 5 362 7128 on today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, get 20% off your next order. We'll be talking about the second go around against the LA Clippers. Damian Lillard dropped an interesting shoe choice as the Thunder prepare to travel to Portland later tonight on the second night of a back to back. So the Thunder lost again to the LA Clippers, the second straight loss to the Clippers, the third loss to start this five game road trip. I want to talk about how the Thunder did everything they needed to do to win this basketball game and how you should be extremely excited about the progress we've seen, specifically from Isaiah Roby, Hamadou Diallo, and then George Hill had a fantastic game as well. We're going to get to all of that. But we start, as we always do, with the game overview. And the players out for Oklahoma City were Josh Hall, who is out with the health and safety protocol, the first player uh, for the Thunder to be named on this list all season long in the regular season. Uh, he is out. I have an article coming out about Josh Hall on BricktownBuckets.com today if you want to go uh, read that uh, about what I view his future in the NBA is. Al Horford is still out with the personal reasons, and Ty Jerome is still out with the left ankle sprain. Once again, this is game one of a back-to-back. Uh, they'll play again tonight in Portland. So Oklahoma City did everything they needed to do to win this game, right? For, forget about what you want this team to do. If, if you're somebody who wants this team to win, and we can present both sides here, if you're somebody who wants this team to win, that's the game you should be looking for. Because it is no question, and it is undoubtable, that the Clippers are a much better team 
than the Oklahoma City Thunder are. They're just in another class. But what the Thunder can do is they can make games interesting by making games gutty, gritty, muddy, whatever word you want to use to describe it. Make games as sloppy as possible because that shrinkens the gap. That shrinkens the advantage the Clippers have. If you're slowing the game down, if you're if you're having them miss shots and they're off their rhythm and you're throwing them out of their rhythm, you're going to get closer just by nature of that. And then on top of all that, the Thunder have a young team. And so a young team will not get discouraged by a sloppy game that kind of feels off. And, and in this game, you could tell it was a very eh game from both sides. It was an afternoon game. Guys were not feeling it and in a groove that they normally would be in. But the Thunder can take advantage of that, and you saw that with the 11-0 run deep into the fourth quarter to get them within six. Young teams do not know any better. They don't know to pack it up. It's not their night. It's a random Sunday afternoon in January. All that young teams know is it's a basketball game. It's an NBA game and a chance to compete. And and Mark has done a great job of instilling that mindset of they're going to go out there, they're going to compete every single night, and then let the ball fall what it may, right? Let the results come to them. And whenever you're attacking teams this way, you become a pest. You make this game messier than it needs to be. The Clippers grew a 17-point lead against a Thunder team that they are far better than in every single metric, right? Talent on the floor, production so far this season, whatever way you want to use to, to qualify this game and quantify this game, it all points to the Clippers are a much better team. With the projections and what we expect to happen this year where the Clippers are expected to take that jump and go to the Western Conference Finals and maybe even the NBA Finals, the Thunder are not even expected to make the postseason. So all signs point to the Clippers being much better, and then you get down by 17 on a random January afternoon in L.A. after L.A. just thoroughly and absolutely dominated you on Friday. A more veteran team gives that game up. They sit down, they roll over, and they say, you know what, this is what's expected of us, we'll try to regroup and do it again tomorrow. But this Thunder team kept attacking. This Thunder team kept chipping chipping away. This Thunder team bought into what Mark wants them to buy into and what Mark wants from them, and it resulted in them getting this game within six points and a chance to win. They had multiple chances to win this game. It was close throughout the game at some point, but the Clippers always kept them at an arm's length. They always kept them at a 10-point disadvantage. And so you must give credit to the LA Clippers for that. You just have to. They did their job. They took care of business. Because the Clippers also could have not responded well to each haymaker the Thunder threw, but they did. They responded very well and they got the win. Credit to them. But the Thunder are only going to win games like this against teams that are much better than them if they play the same style of ball they played tonight. And if they keep attacking and keep attacking and keep attacking. So Oklahoma City did exactly what they need to do if you want them to win games. Because to win games and to overachieve and to get to the record no one thinks that they can get to, you have to win and upset teams that are much better than you. Because if you just beat the teams that are worse than you, you're not going to have a lot of wins on the season. But you have to steal these kind of games against LA and against Denver and against these teams on this road trip. And to do that, they should play the way they played tonight. And I think that they will. They're a young team that doesn't know any better. The question becomes, and the thing to monitor becomes, how many more of these games can they take? right? Is this a special team that can take so many gut punches of, oh, we got so close in the second quarter, in the third quarter, in the fourth quarter, and yet they still kept us at arm's length? We were still that toddler running into the palm of an adult in one of those Disney cartoons. Can they keep getting those results? 
chipping away, fighting for the game, battling for the game, and still coming up short, and then continue to duplicate that each and every night, continue to battle each and every night. They possibly could. I mean, truly, these players do not know any better than that, and they all have a certain mindset. The mindset of Lou Dor, the mindset of Shea, the mindset of Baisley, the mindset of Kendrick Williams, the mindset of all these players is to scrap and to battle. And so if they continue that all year long, they will get some surprise wins. They'll pull out games like they, like they had tonight, right? Instead of, the, instead of the game still going to L.A., they'll pull one of these games out, just as they did against Chicago. Now, again, Chicago's a much worse team than L.A. is, but that's an example of what happened. They got down early. They could have quit, but they didn't quit. They came fighting back. They always have a run in them as if they're Usain Bolt in the Olympics. And you have to tip your cap to them. No matter what you think of this season, no matter what you're hoping for this season, the grit, the toughness, and the energy they've played with so far, and the flashes that they've shown you, you have to be happy with the results of the season so far. And they're doing just as, as I predicted. I mean, I said that they're going to play a lot of competitive games. They're going to be a fun team to watch, an exciting team to watch. They're rarely, if ever, going to get blown out. And when you play close competitive games, the ball can bounce your way. It didn't bounce your way tonight. But they still battled. And that's all you can really ask of this team. And they've done that at each and every opportunity. George Hill had his best game in a Thunder uniform in this one. Isaiah Roby played extremely well. And Isaiah Roby is going to help me make a point about why I love Mark Dagnott so much for this Thunder team. I want to talk about Hamadou Diallo as well. And then Lou Dort had his first real rough night and his three-point streak ended in this one. We can talk about that as well. So a lot to get to tonight. But to put into perspective how, how great this team has been so far, they're sitting at 6-9, and nine, and they have not had Al Horford for a bulk of this season. If I told you in the preseason that on January 25th, Al Horford would have played in nine games for the Thunder, I think that you know it would look a lot worse than it has, and it has looked bad. I mean, they've gotten blown out by the Lakers and the Nuggets and the Clippers, but whenever they do have Al Horford, how much can he change about this team? Because at that point, you would move Isaiah Roby to the bench and maybe put Isaiah Roby in a much better position for him, playing him at that four instead of the five, playing him next to Mike Muscala. So it's just fascinating. I mean, again, they've only they've missed Al Horford for quite a few games now. And the expectation is to miss him again uh, for tonight in Portland, and I'm sure against Phoenix as well to finish up this road trip. I wouldn't expect, again, it's just an expectation, not a fact, but I wouldn't expect either Horford or Jerome to join this team on this road trip. And so that's two more games you're going to miss from both those guys, and especially Al Horford. So you have to wonder how different this team would look if they did have Al Horford for this entire season. But I think that that leads you right into the point of Isaiah Roby and how great he's been. And I've been somebody who's been high on Isaiah Roby since May, but especially in this regular season and in this preseason process, never once asking for the Thunder to cut him in favor of Frank Jackson. But I think that Isaiah Roby's success should also be attributed to Mark Dagnon. And we'll talk about how those two guys have gotten coupled up together in just a second. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. 
They are soft and easy to chew with 100% real chocolate on the outside. The Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person to lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them today. My personal favorite has to be the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. It is phenomenal. Pro tip on the Built Bars, by the way, head on over to your refrigerator, put the Built Bars in that refrigerator, and a cold Built Bar is just absolutely amazing. So head on over there right now to BuiltBar.com. And when you get to BuiltBar.com, put in Locked On on the promo code, and they'll save you 20% off your next order. Truly a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. To me, they're just that filling. And I cannot recommend the cookies and cream option enough. Once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On, 20% off your next order. Promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com, 20% off your next order. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Stiles. When this show is over, I seriously want you to go check out Locked on today. It's a it's a project I'm so excited about for the Locked On Podcast Network. This has been in the works for such a long time, and I think that it's going to be a really good show. And I cannot wait to listen myself. So after this show is over, go check out the debut episode of Locked On Today. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Brokowitz, host of Locked On Today. It is a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from our local experts. Start your day off with all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from. Locked On Today will seriously, like, just engulf you in sports news and keep you up to date on every single league. I need it myself. I know that we can all get wrapped up in the NBA world, right? But but I want to still keep up with the NFL and the MLB and seeing what's happening in the NHL. They're going to have it all for you on Locked On Today. Peter will do a great job with that show, and I'm excited to listen to the pod today. So I want to talk right now about Isaiah Roby. And he started out on fire in this game. I think he had like the first nine shots for this team, had six of the nine uh, first points for the Thunder. He had a Euro step around Serge Ibaka. He blew a layup because he was just so amazed he was that wide open on the rebound off his own miss. You know, I would really like to see him trust his shot more and just go ahead and launch that three because they do leave him with too much space, in my opinion. I think he's a more qualified shooter than even he is giving himself credit for. He's passing up a lot of good lucks. I'd also like to see more more pick and pops from him, and they did adjust that throughout this game. Throughout this game, they, they had him pop more than he was in the first quarter. That helped the spacing out a lot, but he needs to shoot the basketball whenever he gets it that wide open. I do trust his shot in that way. 
And a more nerdy look at it, if you just look at his screens from the first game he was in to this game, his screens themselves have gotten so much better than they were previously. That is yet another improvement improvement he has made on the fly. So you have to appreciate that. But my big point with Isaiah Roby, because I've, I, for one, have talked about Isaiah Roby at nauseum. There has not been a game that went by that he played in that I have not taken time to talk about Roby. So I want to couple this conversation with Mark. Because since Mark took over and since we've gotten to see a Mark Dignot team on the floor, I've been praising him for his offensive system. And I think that he runs the best offense schematically of any coach we've ever seen in Oklahoma City. And so you watch this offense and it generates open looks. It generates good shots. They play through their center. And it did not change when Al Horford went down. Mark simply looked down the bench and asked Isaiah Roby to play an exact replica of what Al Horford was asked to do. And so let's talk about why that's big for Mark first and then Isaiah Roby. But for Mark, to me that that just confirms this is his offensive philosophy. This is what he wants to do offensively. And he's going to ask whoever's on this team to conform to that philosophy, which is good because eventually he'll have better players who can thrive in each role and he'll have the team that is handpicked for him and for his schemes that will just unlock another level of this offense. And that the players who already thrive in it and already doing good are going to get indoctrinated in it right now. And then as they add peripheral pieces to better fit what Mark wants to do, they can then, those players who already fit in there and are already going to be veterans, they can then teach that way to the newcomers. Instead of conforming every year to the team you have, which I would understand why some people would argue for that. But if you're changing your philosophy every single year to the team you have, you never have a base. Like you never have a foundation of what you want to do. And in this scenario, Mark has a foundation and it's up to Sam Presti. It's up to this organization to put the players on this roster who can fit into that base that that he wants to run. So I like that he's just asking Isaiah Roby, look, Isaiah, if you want to be a part of this team and you want to be a part of what we're trying to do in the future, you have to figure out a way to play the Al Horford role without Horford out. And Isaiah Roby has done that. He has looked excellent in the Al Horford role. He's facilitating offense very well. He's an above-average passer for his position and his size. You saw that beautiful no-look pass to Darius Baisley. Roby has also made some great dump-off passes this season. He's doing what's expected of him as a 6'8 center in the NBA. Isaiah Roby is playing this well in a position in which he's not even suited to play in college, much less the NBA. Is his defense bad? Sure, it's been bad, but he's 6'8", going up against Serge Ibaka and Jokic and all these other big men. And Mark can talk about how he thinks that Roby can do that in the future. He's 6'8". That's going to happen. He's going to get exploited defensively, but he's competing and he's contending at the rim. He's contesting shots. He's at times altering shots. But in the totality of everything, of course, he's going to get exploited defensively because he's 6'8". But Mark asking Isaiah to play in a different role than he's used to and Isaiah standing up to that challenge, I think is a huge positive for both sides of it. We talked about the coaching side, but it also presents this versatile aspect to Isaiah's game. And that's also what this organization loves. They love versatility on both ends of the floor. You see it this year more than ever where whoever grabs the rebound is just pushing the pace. We're just going to go. We don't want to wait around for a guard to come get the basketball. We want to start our break now. And in different areas, you're seeing where they trust each player to be able to drive, kick, and shoot. And look up and down this roster. What player cannot drive, kick, and shoot? I mean, maybe Kendrick Williams cannot drive, kick, and shoot. But I've got one player who can't do that. 
even Al Horford has shown an ability to drive this season. So Isaiah Roby has done exactly what's expected of him. And beyond that, he scored again 10 points in this contest after having that double-digit streak end uh, earlier this week. But I legitimately think that Isaiah Roby will stick around for the long haul. Now, the second half of this game got incredibly weird. I mean, so weird that Kendrick Williams shot a Dirk fadeaway and nailed it. Patrick Beverly was out for the second half with knee soreness, and then Thunder chemistry killer Reggie Jackson waltzes into this game in the second half, and he has an electric third quarter, and he puts up 14 points in this game. Paul George was atrocious tonight, going 4 for 13. The Clippers won a game in which Paul George went 4 for 13 and 2 for 8 from beyond the arc. This was a wild second half. And I think that Kenny Hustle did the thing again. Like, beyond the fadeaway, he played good quality minutes. He was a, a great hustler. He was somebody who Thunder fans can rally around. And we went back, you know, going back to the preseason tank, tank commander conversation. And I thought it would be Isaiah Roby. But it's actually Kenrich Williams. And I don't think that that is a slight for him. Again, I do not view tank commander as the way most people do. Most people view it as, like, the absolute worst player on a bad team. I view it as somebody who plays significantly well on a tanking team, but if you put him on a competitive team, he wouldn't have that same role. And I think that we're all rallying behind Kenny Hustle when he doesn't quite have like long-lasting NBA impact because even his defense, which is really, really good, in fact, he's been a really good defender, one of the best in the NBA this year, even his defensive impact is not something that you're going to utilize on a contending team as roster spots get way more important. And he's already 26 years old. Now that by, that by far is not incredibly old in the NBA. Like that's a long shot from being incredibly old, but it is older for a young kind of flyer prospect that you're not quite sure on. I think that Kenny Hustle will be the Thunder version of Yogi Ferrell. Yogi Ferrell had an amazing stretch for the Dallas Mavericks and fans loved him. And now where is he at? Right? It's just a storyline to follow for this year. But maybe he can prove me wrong. And maybe he can grow into a better offensive player. That post move that he used, you know, that fadeaway, much better than what we've seen so far this year from him. I mean, he looked a lot better, more comfortable offensively in this game than he usually does. So that's a nice start. And you know what? Williams will have the leash. He'll have the room to grow. He'll have the opportunity and if anybody is going to take advantage of an opportunity, and if anybody is going to take advantage of getting a chance in the NBA and putting all his effort into growth, it'll be a guy like Kendrick Williams. So I'm excited for what he can bring, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and just penciling him into the long-term future of the Thunder team. I'm already doing that with Isaiah Roby. I'm not going to do that with Williams. I just think that he's a nice storyline for this team, and we'll see what he can turn into later on. But for the time being, a very fun player to watch. I want to talk about George Hill's electric game. We have to discuss Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers with the Thunder play tonight. We have to do the bet of the game and the mock headline of the game and the money ball outcome of the game all coming up in the Locked on Thunder podcast. But first, I want to tell you, my good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is a fantastic place. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for our 50% welcome bonus. The Super Bowl matchup is set, so go over there right now and bet on who you think will take home that Lombardi trophy. You can also bet on any NBA game. You can bet on the college hoop circuit. You can bet on a ton of things over at betonline.ag. Player props, future bets, 
all that good stuff. You can bet on how many threes that Lou Dort will make in a single game. You will never run out of things to bet on at betonline.ag. So go there right now. Sign up for a free account. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. And coming up, I'll let you know who got the better of the bet of the day today, the Clippers or the Thunder. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. If you missed our Saturday episode where I broke down why SGA is a star and should be in the conversation of a Trey Young, of a John Morant, of a Colin Sexton, go back and listen to that. It's snuck in on Saturday for the postgame pod of the first Clippers game. Tomorrow, we're going to recap the Portland game. We're also going to have special guests and much more coming up this week on the Locked On Thunder podcast, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. George Hill had a phenomenal game in this contest, the best game of his Thunder career. And I think that that's more of a staple for Hill as a professional and for Mark as a head coach, that a veteran player like this can continue to chip away and continue to buy in. You heard the stories of the locker room chat he had with the team against the Bulls that sparked that second half comeback. In this game, you're down 17 in the first half, and then George Hill does most of his damage in the second half where a lot of veterans on a rebuilding team could have just simply packed it in. But George Hill goes out there and continues to fight. In this game, he gives you 22 points, two steals, two assists, and he goes three for four from beyond the arc, nine for 12 from the floor, including being on the receiving end of a beautiful Lou Dort pass. And he was just that steady hand and that that constant leader for this Thunder team in the second half. And he's really why this team was yet again able to make their run. And in every single game this season, the Thunder have had a run in them. They've had a run to where the other team gets tense. And they've had runs in which they just take over the lead, take over the game, and win the game. But in this game, they had a couple runs in them. Again, give credit to the Clippers, who kept the Thunder at arm's length. But the tenacity the Thunder play with is inspiring and something that I think you can instill in these young players And that's what helps your culture. I don't care about the wins and losses. I care about the fight and the fight in this team. If Shea takes that with him, if Lou Dort takes that with him, if Darius Baisley takes that with him, then the future of this team will be built on that foundation. And that can really pay dividends in the long run. That can really pay dividends when this team wants to compete for championships. Look, we're giving Chris Paul a ton of credit about the success of this young core. He's getting a lot of praise, especially for the growth of SGA. But George Hill deserves praise for the mentality of this team. Because if George Hill would throw in the towel, right, and say, oh, you know what, it's a Sunday afternoon against the Clippers, we should lose this game anyway, no one expects us to win, we're down 17, who cares? That can rub off on Shea and Dort and Baisley, at least for this season, and they say, okay, you know what, forget it. But the fact that they're looking up to not only Mark telling them to keep buying in, keep plugging away, keep chipping away, play 48 minutes, but then a well-respected NBA veteran doing the exact same thing who has reached the mountaintop in this game, doing the same thing, is huge. 
And this is what they can take into next year. Whenever SGA is truly the veteran. And when Dort and Baisley are truly the veterans and, and truly the guys who have that voice and impact on this roster. When, when they start doing that and they start echoing, look, we've got to play 48 minutes and it all stems back to Chris Paul last year and George Hill this year. They deserve some credit for that. And that mentality is great for Oklahoma City. And so you have to, again, give a big hat tip to George Hill, who could have easily just packed it in this year, waited around for the team that traded him to, to a competitive team and said, sayonara, Oklahoma City. He has no reason to do what he's doing for this organization other than he's being an upstanding NBA player and a great veteran. And he put on display tonight why competitive championship teams should want him. And so I think that whenever he gets back to a, a championship-level team, it'll be a lot of fun to watch him play. It's already fun to watch him play in Oklahoma City. Hamadou Diallo had another good game. He's kind of been up and down all season long, but he goes 6-for-9 in this contest. He goes 0-for-1 from beyond the arc, which, if I'm not mistaken, was the half-court heave. I'm not quite sure on that, so don't quote me there. He goes 2-for-7 from the line. And to take seven free-throw attempts off the bench is still a big deal. He'll have better night shooting. He has had better night shooting from the free-throw line this season. The fact he's getting there is really good. Just like it takes Shea from a good to great score whenever you praise him for getting to the line, it does the same thing for a bench player. Now, obviously, he will not have the same counting stats and the same level of scoring that a Shea does, but it can turn him into a microwave score if he can continue to attack and get to the rim. And in this game, he was poised, and that's a big deal for him, and we preach about this all the time, but you saw instances where he decided to take the foot off the gas, right? One example is the two-on-one fast break where it's him and Kenny Hustle and he makes a beautiful bounce pass that leads Kenny Hustle right to the basket and the Clippers are over-pursuing on Diallo, the one defender is, because they understand that in his past, Diallo has always taken that opportunity himself. And so Diallo, instead of challenging that defender at the rim, decides to make the better basketball play and give it to Kenny Hustle. He finishes it off beautifully and that was a perfected two-on-one fast break. And so now I want to talk about tonight's contest against the Portland Trailblazers, and Damian Lillard released a new shoe that is in Oklahoma City colors and has his stats from the game in which he waved off Paul George and Russell Westbrook. Look, I think that this is more of a shot at Paul George than it is the Thunder. It's interesting that this gets announced the day before he takes on the Thunder. I'm not sure why he'd have beef with anyone on this iteration of the Thunder. I mean, the team is entirely different unless he just really hates Hamadou Diallo. But it is funny that he's making a, making a shoe to celebrate a first-round win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't even think that Nike and Kyrie have made 50 million shoes celebrating a NBA Finals win. Where's the Kyrie Irving NBA Finals shoe in Golden State colorways two years later? Where, where's all that from? Where'd that go? Where'd that campaign go? I find it funny. Look, if people are silly enough to buy this shoe, go for it. I think that the Thunder fans should really out-purchase the Blazers fans for this shoe because it did a lot more for Oklahoma City than it ever did for Portland. As we sit a couple years removed from that shot, the Thunder are in much better position than the Portland Trailblazers who are literally watching their core fall apart before their eyes and a core that really has a couple first-round buzzer beaters to, to attach their name to in a fluky Western Conference Finals run, a core that has not been as successful as Oklahoma City has been in their entire franchise history, which coincides with the Portland core for the most part, and again, celebrating sending Oklahoma City to a better place than Portland is. They had a better record last year than Portland, and they have a better future than Portland does 
for the rest of time. So thank you, Dame, for dropping these shoes to celebrate a monumentous occasion and a great day in Oklahoma City. I want to see Shea rocking these shoes. So the Thunder take on Portland tonight uh, in Portland, fourth game of the five-game road trip. The Blazers will not have CJ McCollum. They also will not have Yusuf Nurkic. And the Thunder try to rebound after three straight losses to start the road trip. We'll see if they can do it. The bet of the game for Portland will happen on Twitter. There is no line yet. The bet of the game brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. Use code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. I had Oklahoma City plus 13, and that was a big, big winner. The Moneyball outcome, I had Lou Dort, and that was a big loser as he saw his three-point streak snap. If you had George Hill in this one, you are a winner. He led the team with three threes made. Kawhi led the game with four makes himself. The mock headline is leaving LA, Clippers top Thunder again. A Father John Misty reference on Locked on Thunder. So follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles, at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. We will be back tomorrow to recap the Portland game. Subscribe to Locked on Thunder wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.